Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Uh, absolutely delighted today to be joined by an old mate of mine who I haven't seen in a number of years. I think we were talking about this before recording here. It was Twickenham a good few years ago, <laughs> uh, more than seven years ago probably, but it's great to have you on the show. David Hellard, founder and CEO hey, t- of Caffeine Bullet. <laughs> Hey, Tease, how you doing? Oh, sorry, are you known as Tease? Oh, mate, I'm known as many things, mate, many things. People (laughs) have called me many names in my life. I'm good with all of them, so... It's great to have you on. It's it's only now I've I've realised you've got a wonderful voice, which you never think about, do your friends have nice voices or not? But now we're on a podcast. Like, yeah, Tease's got a great voice for podcasting. (laughs) Appreciate it, mate, appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get into a load of conversation today about... um, how you help people perform and how Caffeine Bullet in particular helps people perform. But um, could you give us a bit of background about you? You know, what have you done up to this stage? Where's, where's your career taking you and your passions and uh, and what's got you to where you are today? Well, I'll, I'll try and rush through it because it's quite bitty, um, which in some ways is the story of the journey to an extent. But uh, did a master's degree, didn't, wasn't that excited by it, went into television production and started doing... Um, development and did that for three, four years, really enjoyed it, but then was offered, I'd done door-to-door sales as a student in America, right. was offered a job with uh, the company, you know, Ted Racing, friend in common, um, as a executive search consultant and the money kind of drew me in. So switched to that, yep. did that for about three years, fell in love with someone in the office while I was in a relationship, really bad idea, <laughs> quit the company, um, moved out of her house, had a ended relationship then because of that changed careers again into marketing um with Accenture but at the same point then fell in love with running as well which okay. then starts to take over the story did Accenture for six seven years um and learned a lot but became a bit bored and wasn't really a big company person mm. so then um left that to Found uh, co-founder startup called Zipcube, which was Airbnb for meeting rooms. Right. Did that for a f- quite a few years, where we we got it off the ground. We did seed fund, raised half a million, went pretty well. Then became apparent that we probably weren't we weren't going in the right direction together. And right. um, we're still we're still friends. We're still getting well, but it was we made the decision. Well, I guess I made the decision that, look, you need to go in the direction you want rather than us not going in any direction quickly because right. I want a different direction. So um, left to then not really know what to do. Around that time, I'd started a running podcast called Bad Boy Running. That took off. And on the back of that, and also as a runner myself, I'd, I'd run for British Michelin Fitness Race Team, Innovate Obstacle Race. I then decided I wanted to do something in running. There was no product that was a good way to take caffeine quickly during sport. So then created Caffeine Bullet, which was about four years ago, five years ago. Um, and that 
I kind of played at that for a couple of years. That's then become one of my full-time gigs. The podcast is still very successful and I do a lot of hosting the running, the running awards, the ultra stage. And I also now present the Golden World Trail series off the back of that where I travel around the world um, reporting from the best trail running races on earth. Um, so there, here we are. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a natural progression, isn't it? There you go. It's a natural progression. Yeah. You've got Maths TV, Accenture, uh, doing your own thing. That's, that's, that's a brilliant story. And I know from whenever we've met in the past, the, the, the word that's always stuck with me is passion. You know, whenever you're a passionate man who uh, isn't afraid to, to pursue those passions. And uh, I just wanted to clarify something for our listeners here. When you say running, you don't mean going out and having a little 5K, do you? Uh, well, it can be, uh, yeah. but I, I've, I'm a reasonable runner. I'm not, not crazy good, but um, yeah, I've, I've kind of won marathons in different continents or I've done ultras, ran across the Sahara, that type of thing. Um, but so I, if, I guess as a lay person, you think I was a good runner. Yeah. If you know really good runners, they probably think, yeah, he's, he's quite a good runner. Right. Well, I'm not that good. <laughs> but it's it, you've done those ultra distances. You've done some crazy events, haven't you? And and uh, extreme events and, and those things. How? What got you into those sort of experiences? I think I just love I love the story about life. Right. Uh, about everything I enjoy is is almost the ex- I love experiences. Right. And so I I went down the getting fast at marathon route that most right. runners seem to get drawn into. Mm and um almost maxed out what i thought was my ability um after a few years and then thought well i don't really want to be chasing more and more spending more and more hours just to shave off a few minutes for a marathon time for the sake of my ego really Mm. and that's when i i wanted i thought i like writing so i went to um Went to Trail Runners and said, Trail Running Magazine said, look, I'm a, I'm a writer. Do you want me to go to the Began Marathon and write about running this marathon? They're like, sure. Went and did well there. Then I thought, actually, this is fun. So then went to Afghanistan, did the marathon there, wow. um, started doing ultras. And you just, I guess the stories, the stories from the longer distances mm. are, are bigger stories because they're the more extreme. People are more fascinated by them. But you have that more goes wrong there are the more locations more um, everything about it is is more unknowns right. so it, it, it's for, in terms of development it's brilliant because it's so hard to get right yeah. um and but you also get swept up in this community and, and because of the obstacle racing i was suddenly surrounded by far better athletes than i was right. um you know one of them's gone on to be world trail champion five times obstacle race champion um miller won ultimate hell week the bbc show that i humiliated myself on by being terrible at press-ups and um and so that almost i then was like right i need to represent our team and i was good at the long distance stuff so i almost had to double down right. on on ultra um, right. so that's what i did until i got injured and then three oh. years of not being running and just, <laughs> there we go there we go uh, so you touched on there a little say you, you t- talked about caffeine bullet and you found there was no way of getting caffeine Tell us a little bit about caffeine, why it's important in running and exercise in general, uh, and you know what got got you to actually get off your ass in some ways and do something about it. You know, you, you saw a problem. What made you actually tackle that problem? Yeah, so caffeine, as as everyone instinctively knows, is is this wonder drug, and they tried to ban it 
from sport. So actually, it shouldn't be legal in, in sport because it of the performance benefits of it. But they found that it was too hard to ban because it's in chocolate, it's right. in coffee, it's in so many things that you consume that how can you ban someone for life just because they've had a chocolate cake or they right. haven't realised. So um, caffeine reduces the perception of pain and fatigue. So it means when you're training, which could be lifting at the gym, could be mm. going for a run, it makes it feel easier, even right. if it isn't. Um, it releases fat cells into the bloodstream that can be used as a fuel source. So that gives you that sense of energy, but also for endurance, it means that you're you're burning less glycogen from your muscles. Right. So you're less likely to hit the wall. You actually have a, a more sustainable energy source using caffeine. So it extends your endurance and it increases alertness. So you combine all those things together and it's a, it's a really good drug for helping you get the most out of your training sessions or even motivating you when you can't be bothered to go for a training session, it gives you that pump. And I, I used to use it when I raced to, to really fire me up in the second half of a race or to make sure when I was starting to flag or I wanted to just smash the finish if I was in a head-to-head, I could just take some caffeine, that's your afterburners. Right. Um, but you, you do get, you, you got caffeine gels at the time, mm-hmm. which are, are, are quite good, but then you get things like goo gels that have 20 to 50 milligrams of caffeine in. Mm. And, and actually for your, your peak caffeine and don't, don't take this unless you're, you've practiced and you're really doing an A race, you need between studies are showing you need between three and six milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight, right. which is a massive amount. So say I'm racing at 70 kilograms, that is 210 milligrams of caffeine. Right. A Red Bull is 77 milligrams. Wow. There's three Red Bulls yeah. for your, your, your optimal, for the, the beginning of your optimal day. So I've actually found it's about five milligrams. Um, right. But so that's, that's, that's way too much. And if you think about a caffeine gel that's 20, 30, 50 milligrams, you're not going to be able to take that amount of caffeine gels mm. in one go to get yeah. your caffeine. And also by the time you've, you want caffeine in a race, typically your stomach's gone because of all these horrible gels. And you're, you're sick of right. these gels. So I cut out Propus tablets. And I pop them in my mouth and um, that would, that's how I get my caffeine quickly. That's absorbed through the stomach. Um, mm. And I was racing through the Sahara. I put one, I tried to pop one out. It fell into the sand because it was minimal packing. You, you carried all of your equipment. I didn't have any caffeine. It, it ruined my run for that day. I ended up walking. I was crying. I thought I was going to lose all the sponsorship money. And that's when I thought, why isn't there a product that you can take easily during exercise mm. turns out when you choose something the the ke- the chemical elements are absorbed in your your mouth through your under your tongue in your mm. cheeks in your throat so it actually kicks quicker so we developed a chew so it means it it's a kind of five minute kick and a peak in 10 to 15 minutes rather than 25 minutes to 40 minutes right. and the caffeine bypasses your stomach so you're less likely to gonna need to poo yourself basically right. <laughs> that's a good but thing <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where that's where the concept came from, yeah. and then um, in, in terms of how we did it, I I've always been someone to just try funny things. I think it's partly because I was so bored at Accenture. Right. I used to I used to design T-shirts by going on Fiverr and having people draw designs, and um, I made a product called Camel Toes, which was a bungee cord between camelbacks to help teams of runners run quicker because one could drag the other right so i was used to kind of just trying stupid things um come stupid boy projects as such yeah so when i had this idea um i didn't know anything about nutrition well i didn't know anything about manufacturing 
just went on LinkedIn. I found someone who was a food scientist and said, look, do you want to help me with this? Mm. Paid them some money. They introduced me to a factory, then went to, went to the factory and said, can we develop this together? They were open to it. And suddenly I didn't need any expertise. And we had this working product where I went out to a Kickstarter, raised a bit of money. Yeah. A friend helped me with packaging design. Um, we almost crowdfunded ideas for logos and mm. and suddenly you've you've got this viable product with an audience mm. who are, are some are friends some trust your your experience in in sport to know that actually if you've developed this product it's been good and you've got your community and your market there and it it just has has grown from that right Oh, amazing. Amazing. I know um, I was listening to another podcast the other day and uh, one of the messages there, you're only one step away from expertise. All you need to do is contact, yeah. find someone. It's so easy to find people these days. Yeah. As you say, if you've got no expertise in manufacturing, pick up the phone. It's amazing yeah. what people will say and the, the contacts they'll put you in touch with, the help that they'll give in order to share that expertise and and, uh, and and help others be at their best. And that's what that's what um, fires my passions as well. You know, it's like, yeah. how do you can connect people on that front? Yeah. And, I, and I'd say my main advice for, for doing that, people write such long emails. They send such long messages. Don't do that. Just say, if I was to message you, Tease, I'd be yeah. like, Tease, I see you've been an expert in dot, dot, dot at McLaren. I'm trying to do this. Can I buy you a coffee? Can I have a five minute phone call? Can I just, if you write a long email, people can't be asked to read it. People feel they've got to write a long email back. Yeah. You send a short message like that. It's it's relevant. It's to the point. Put in one thing about yourself that is funny or just shows them that you're credible. And it allows the person to just go, yes, that sounds great. Right. Or no, because that's all you want. You yeah. don't want a long answer. You don't need to just make it super short. It saves you less time and then send out to loads of people. Brilliant stuff. And uh, if if all that fails, you can do uh, an angle that you've tried yourself, which is I want to talk about, which is Dragon's Den. So uh, <laughs> you, you decided to go. Yeah, I, um, I was watching the uh, the clip again the other day, mate. Your uh, your singing skills haven't changed over the years. <laughs> you know You're still as good today as you ever were. How about that? That was <laughs> um, a practice as well. <laughs> um, so tell us about that experience. You went went up to Dragon's Den. Um, what motivated you to go that route? And how was the experience for you? I, I I wanted to do it. I'd had a lot of friends who'd been on it. Um, probably about ten people I've known through mm. through my networks or just I've met along the way have, have been on it, and um, it just seemed like a good idea. Where I backed myself that it would hopefully go well, but you've got to prepare that it won't. Yeah. And it's it's an advert in front of four million people, right. so why wouldn't you want that? You wouldn't want that if they hate it and they just take it down and suddenly you're destroyed as a company. But actually I, I wanted to, to get their help and advice because um, I, I've kind of learned that there are some areas that I just am not very good at mm. or, or that even if I can do, I just don't end up doing things. And so I, I really needed a bit of a guidance how to scale right. and um, how, to, how to grow supply chains, how to establish like manufacturing businesses of a larger scale than, than what we're doing now. Hmm. So, so my intent really it didn't really need the money because we, we've, we've always covered our costs or made some money yeah. every year since we started. So it was more about actually guys, come on, who, who's going to help me here? Um, I, I wanted Tej 
he was right. the dragon I wanted. But yeah. He didn't come back on for the season I was on. So suddenly, like, oh, who's this new guy, Stephen Barnett? And like, yeah. well, yeah, he's probably pretty good to have as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ended up with uh, with offer from two dragons from Stephen Bartlett and Peter Jones? Was that right? So we had a, an offer from three dragons. Right. Um, oh, I, actually, I actually wanted Deborah from that from that lineup. Deborah was the one I wanted the most, just because I really respect her. Yeah. And um, we've struggled with coming up with completely ego packaging because it, it just doesn't really exist on a on a small scale yeah um but she she hated me so that um that went out the window not as quickly as the edit implied but for some reason she just didn't warm to me at all right. and um so yeah we ended up with peter so sarah offered she's a yeah. runner um she liked the fact it was low calorie more than the other side of things but then peter and, and stephen um both both came on board yeah and uh, pressured me into a, a very like ten <laughs> seconds to make yeah. a decision. So, oh mate, and um, and how's that been since? You know, what's the aftermath of, of a Dragon's Den offer? You know, does it change things dramatically overnight? Is it is it a bit of a fizzle, or uh, does it it's slowly been, ramp up? It's been good, I'd say. I, it depends on the the type of brand and product you are. Um, they've they've a lot of their investments fall through because. Either the due diligence doesn't show what people have have said, or they just get to negotiations that, that become loggerheads. So, um, not many companies that actually make it all the way through to, to proper investment. Right. Um, I, I know there are a couple of other. I know one brand did two years worth of sales in um, two hours. I think. Wow. So if you're if you're that type of product, that was a chocolate product. Right. Um, but if you're that type of product, then that everyone can buy. It's I think it just transformed your business overnight. Yeah. We were very much positioned by the edit. I think for the simplicity of the narrative, mm. as being a, a very high level, almost elite level product for mm. sports. Yeah. Whereas we're not. We're mass market. We're anytime you have a coffee, anytime you have an energy drink. But it, that wasn't how it was positioned so mm. our sales were really good we probably did two months worth in two weeks wow which is it's good yeah. um we'd prepared for two years worth just in case so we had a lot of stock yeah. for a while um and the support has been um we've we there are certain elements we didn't need we, we're not ready to be introduced to a tesco or a sainsbury's yet our supply chain couldn't take it right. our marketing's not not big enough to 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 stay in the listings so there's they've been really useful in things like guidance um mm. legals contracts but but actually the thing i've really found beneficial is i think is a, a small business you you instinctively or even just based on an analytics you've done, you think you know the right thing to do, right. but you often delay doing that because there's still that element of doubt and you're like, oh, it's a big risk. Yeah. Having two people who just go, yeah, yeah, you're right, do it. Right. Yeah, It speeds up all your big decisions. So instead of dragging out something that would take three to six months to maybe you never get around to, yeah. Each time you have a meeting with them, you're like, yeah, this is what I'm thinking because of this. And they go, yeah, 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 do it. Or they go, have you checked this? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah, okay. So it, in, in some ways, it's just sped up my decision-making and and and, re and gives you that confidence to take bigger steps. Right. No, and, that, and that probably brings us nicely onto this part of the, uh, the podcast, which is about how do you uh, get help in your performance? And I'm guessing the, the Dragons and, and their teams, does it... Re does it sort of spread out into their teams or is it direct contact only with the dragons? Or? 
It, it's, it's never direct contact with the Dragons because right. they're, they're, they've got their own teams beneath right. them. Yeah. They're too busy. They were fairly open about that before. Um, I will see Stephen from time to time, and I'm, I'm sure I will do in the future. Um, yeah. Peter, I don't know if he'd recognise me. I don't know if I'd ever see him again, which is, you know, that, they said that. They put that on the table. Was, yeah. um, I've, I've found, actually, I'm someone who I, I think I'm fairly multifaceted. I, I can turn my hand to most things, which I think in some ways is, is super useful at the beginning of a company, but then super destructive. Right. Because it stops you actually delegating and seeking real expertise when you need it. So I'm now going through the process of realizing and, and understanding. I, I now only do the things I either really enjoy or I'm really good at. Right. And so I've been trying to outsource as much of, of my business as I can. We've done that partly through hiring. Yep. Um, so we've now got someone who deals with the, the training side. We, we've On our website, we've got free marathon training plans. We've got training groups. Um, we're putting together these these training partners all for free, mm. where if you're, say you're training for a marathon, it, we've had, because I've, through the podcast, we've interviewed the world's leading experts in fatigue or sleep or um, endurance. And we, we're using that to then help train people through the math and with this 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 content to yeah. educate them so i've offered i've someone's doing that now um we've got someone in for social media because i just i don't I, I almost have that i don't have a good relationship with social media i i see it as almost if, if, if i post something on social media i have this huge feeling of guilt if i haven't replied to everyone who's messaged back because right. I'm I'm still in the old school, so I need to. I've got someone in for that, uh, but I've I've started to outsource a lot to just different parts of the world. So yeah. my supply chain and my and my finance is done by an accountant in the Philippines, um, which is super cheap, but also she can do things overnight right. and can work different hours. And I've I found Upwork when I when I went to find a factory in Indonesia for um for our new products called Ginger Raws Ginger Chew, um the only country that make the type of chews we're now creating this like raw natural one right. is Indonesia. So I don't speak Indonesian. So I went on there and went on Upwork and just found someone said, who can find me a factory? Right. And someone went out and found me a factory and helped negotiate all these things. Um, and so I've now, I, I always try and think what is something that I can what are the things that aren't value for my time? Right. And, and, and one of the things the dragons did tell me is that I'm thinking, I'm thinking as if I'm a million pound business and I'm thinking of my time as a, the, the MD of a million pound business. Mm. Whereas I need to be thinking and acting like the MD of an, a 5 million pound business, right. because if I'm not putting in place the structures or if mm. I'm not, if I'm, there's so much of your time as a, a small business can be spent on paperwork on admin mm. that it's the it's it's when you've broken through all of that that's the element of your business that grows it right so if you're not outsourcing all of these smaller bits quickly you're mm. ne never going to grow to be the five million pound business that you want to be or the 10 million or whatever it may be yeah. um so i've i've started to use contractors um and i just from a personal point of view i i always try and find females 
in um, poor Muslim societies, because I think that probably has the biggest impact on society in those countries. Right. Um, from a kind of a social change point of view, and and just trying to outsource as many functions as I can. Mm. Um, so that's that's where we are at the moment. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's there's teething problems within that, yeah. um, but then it's great to have someone just do all this work for you mm. where, and, and in how I manage that as well, I, I record videos and do voice notes to my team. So okay. I've only met my, my team once. I've never met Brenda in the Philippines. Um, we've only met in the flesh once. So rather than writing all these long texts, we just leave each other voice notes the whole time. Right. And I do that when I, in, when I invite people on the podcast or when I'm, because it, it's so much more efficient and it's more fun, yeah. but on, on everything I do, I'll record my screen doing it and right. then just upload those videos to YouTube. So we've now got all this training on when we've got a very unique voice in our emails. So that, that's probably the thing we do best is our, our email um, systems and our customer management is, is fun. It's funny. It's energetic. It's informative. Um, and that's quite hard to get someone else to do. So we're, right we're constantly recording videos where we go through analyzing edits or analyzing um, what someone's written so that people can come back and back again. And, and if you're trying to train people, actually that's such a nice way to be able to replicate being in the office of someone and building a resource that future employees can come back to and see, ah, this is a video about how to do the Amazon downloads. This is a video about how to edit our imagery to be the right color scheme or and so I found tools like that have been just as useful as kind of the approach. Right. And those setting and documenting the standards of an organization, you know, particularly as you grow, as you say, you bring new people on, how do they know what color scheme to use? How do they know uh, what's the approach that you like to, you know, how you like to put your emails across? So I think that's a brilliant mm. way of, of capturing that in an authentic way, but also an efficient way as well, which is fantastic. So. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a couple of quick quick questions um, towards the end here. First one is around if you were able to take your skill set, your experience, and help any individual team or organization and help them perform, who would you want that to be? Ooh, because that's a hard one, because actually my love is running. And yeah. so I'd want to be in someone like NN Running and helping them. So NN Running is a, a Dutch company where they Kipchoge's NN running, Bekele's NN running. Right. I've got Ninka Brinkman, who's the the Golden Trail champion, but also second place in the European Marathon this year. Jake Smith. It's, it's, it's all the talented marathon runners from around the world. I probably want to be involved with them just because I love the sport. Right. Um, but outside of that, um, then probably Street Child. It's a charity that. Right. I've raised, I always raise money for the beerathon event I do, all the, the proceeds go to that. And they educate, actually, I can, them over the running charity or free to run. They're, they're all charities that are incredible. Free to run helps um, women through the power of running in areas of conflict. Yeah. So Afghanistan, um, Iran, places like that, Syria. Um, the running charity helps homeless, young and refugees get off the streets through the power of running as well and building confidence and helping with um, therapy where you're not face to face with someone, but side by side yeah. um, and street child educates children in the poorest areas now. So helping them would be something where 
it's it's just such a good it's just such a good purpose right. it's amazing and two of them link in with running as well yeah. which uh so yeah i'd say those fantastic and i'll make sure we've got links to those in the show notes here as well <laughs> so if any any of our listeners feel motivated to uh to go and check out those charities and uh, and donate your time money and effort that's always a, a great cause to be following up on so appreciate that though um and flipping that around a bit, if you were able to sit down and uh, have a cup of coffee, uh, have a beer with somebody, any individual team, organisation, that sort of thing, so that you could up your own performance, who would you want to sit down with and have that chat? Oh, I've, I've, I've probably got three, if I can be quick. Yeah, you go for it, mate. You go for it. Um, I know he's a bit of a knob end, but Bono, I <laughs> I think he's 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 still incredible. People, he's, he's incredibly annoying in some respects, and you know, I understand that, but... We people forget Bono caused the debt of third world nations to be dropped globally. Like that is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. He's written some of my favorite songs at, at a point when I loved music as well. Um, so I'd, I'd love to actually speak to him about the ways in which he's almost used his position to, um, to further charities and to actually fight for others. Cause that's, that's something that I, I feel now, particularly with the podcast and, where I am in, in the running world, I could be doing more to help. Um, yeah. Bob Geldof, I think incredible. Um, he's, he's one of my utter idols that people I don't think appreciate as much as they probably should as well. Um, obviously, he's, he's done a bit of music. Live Aid was incredible, um, but people don't appreciate as well. He, he launched deckchair.com. Yeah, I, I don't really know what that is anymore. And it, but he he's launched companies like that. But he he did the big, big breakfast. He's the reason we had the big breakfast. Don't wow. forget your toothbrush. It, toothbrush is because of him. He um he did Planet. He, Planet was his production company. He then sold it for millions and launched Ten Out, which then did Survivor as one of their TV shows and right. all these massive other formats. So he's he's someone who actually has been unbelievably successful in so many ways that people don't appreciate. And he's got the charity aspect to him. And then obviously, um, like everyone, Branson, just because he's done so many different businesses, including media, that I think I could really learn from him and how to scale when you've got like more than one pie you've got, when you're doing too much. So yeah. those would be my three big dogs. Oh, mate, what a... Uh... What a sit around the table that would be, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. And find it. How do people find out more? How do people get in touch with you with the product? Uh, find out more about um, what you're doing and your podcast, etc. So, yeah. So, podcast is Bad Boy Running, and um, that's split twice <coughs> a week. Some if you're if you're into your running, you're like the bad stuff, which is Jody and I just talking about what's going on in the running industry. Very silly. A bit rude at times and then we also have an interview which is the <clears throat> the longer form podcast where it's 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 the most exciting and interesting stories in running right. as opposed to just how to get faster um caffeine bullet caffeine you can buy it online globally um through amazon um but we make more money and it's cheaper through our websites and uh yeah if you're thinking of training for a marathon just go on to we're going to be doing we've got some 5k plans as well half marathon plans, 10K plans. And we're going to be doing triathlon plans and, and open swimming plans in the future cycling. But they're, um, we, we, we literally have analyzed the best training plans online and made them better because um, we've, we've used my Excel spreadsheets and the 80-20 the theory, but also looking at ACWR 
work work increase ratio percentages to make sure that they're adjusted to um, to actually really increase steadily and make sure that training sessions aren't too hard and doing the right thing at the right time. So they're now they now I, you know, I say this with all confidence that the best training plans online in the world and they're free. Yeah. So um, and you've got so just go on Caffeine Bullet and training plans. Right. And tell, if you've got if you know someone running for a ma- running marathon this year or next year, yeah. send them there. And they can join the community for free and they'll get weekly emails where we do speak to the physiologist for the sub nine, uh, for the sub two project or Paul Rackless physiologist or the, um, the, nutri- the, the team coach from NN running who's, uh, you know, Kipchoge's yeah. coach or, um, Guillaume Millet, who's an expert in UTMB study fatigue and a doctor of fatigue, you know, those type of people. So they're all involved in it. So oh, you, amazing. you can find it there. Well, well, we'll definitely pop some links in there and uh, and people can get in touch and uh, amazing resources for free, as you say. Uh, the price is right, so come on in. <laughs> uh, mate, always an absolute pleasure to chat with you and thanks so much for coming on today. Learned so much about not only the product of Caffeine Bullet and how that helps people, but your approach to, to life in general and to, and to business and how you've helped others perform throughout your career. Um, so massive thanks for coming on today, David Hellard. Thanks for having me, Tease. Mate, speak soon. Cheers, Tease. Cheers. As a special thank you to the Helping People Perform listeners, David has kindly set up a 20% discount coupon code. So if you go to caffeinebullet.com, search for your products, go to the checkout, where it asks you if you've got a coupon, use the code HELPINGPEOPLEPERFORM, all one word, and that will give you 20% off that order. So thanks, David, for that. And thanks again to David and the team at Caffeine Bullet. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.